This is the year of progress. Progress for you and your family. Progress for our church. And I want to remind you just a couple of verses that we read last week. Proverbs 4 verses 10 through 12 says, My son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity. In verse 12, your progress will have no limits when you come along with me and you will never stumble on your walk as you walk along the way. And then we also looked at Romans chapter 12, verse 2. The Amplified Bible says it this way. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them it's a, it's a process. We're making progress. As you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. And here's the idea behind this entire series. Today we're beginning this new series called Progress that we're going to be in for several weeks looking at different areas of our lives and things that we can talk about. But uh, in all of these topics, in all of these areas of our lives, here's the main idea. It's that you'll never be perfect, but you should be making progress. You'll never be perfect, but you should be making progress. The question you don't need to ask yourself is, am I perfect? We all know the answer to that. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you ain't perfect. (laughs) But you should be making progress. There should be some progress that's happening in your life. And I love what Lisa Turkhurst said, uh, and and I want to encourage you with these thoughts as we enter into a season and a year of progress. There's some things that I I saw that she said that I want to read to you that I think will be an encouragement to you. She said it this way. She said, home renovations are so very similar to heart renovations. You have to tear down some things before you can build back up in new and beautiful ways. Working on the foundation isn't the most appealing or attractive work, but it is some of the most important. Not everyone is going to like what you're doing. Change invites both compliments and criticism. Come on, you start to change some stuff in your life, there are going to be some people that are going to compliment you, and there are going to be some people that will criticize you. Don't be surprised when you start to, to seek after God and make progress in the things of God if there are people that compliment you, but people that you thought would compliment you criticize you. It invites both. Just remember what comes out of someone else's mouth is much more a reflection of their heart, not yours. It's good to stay humble enough to realize sometimes you need to get the professionals involved. Some things you can do on your own and some things you can't. And those who don't lose sight of the progress being made will find joy in the process. And by the way, it's always a process. We're not going to jump into this brand new year and we're talking about progress and then in one week you have everything fixed and you're going to be so deep in the Lord and you're just going, I mean, just like, you just, woo, you know, you can be running around just telling everybody about it. It's a process. But you should be making some progress. You need to be making progress in your life. And so I've titled this message today, if you're taking notes or if you're on the Bible app, you can take notes on there and follow along. The title of this message is Pruned. For progress. Pruned for progress. I anticipated maybe some people to get up and leave when you heard the title of the message. <laughs> Pruned for progress. And I want to start today in John chapter 15 in verse 1. And you can follow along behind me or 
on the app, or if you have a Bible, you can turn there. Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that continues to bear fruit, he repeatedly prunes so that it will bear more fruit, even richer and finer fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have given you, the teachings which I have discussed with you. Remain in me and I will remain in you, just as no branch can bear fruit by itself without remaining in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit, producing evidence of your faith, unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for otherwise, apart from me, that is cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and, that, and withers and dies. And they gather such branches and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, that is if, you, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love and do not doubt my love for you. If you keep my commandments and obey my teaching, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be full, made full and complete and overflowing. God, we thank you today for your word. Lord, I pray that you would help me to communicate this the way that you gave it to me. Lord, that you would penetrate hearts today and that you would do something as we enter into this season of progress in every single person's life in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Well, if you're taking notes, here is point number one as we jump into this series we're calling progress. Number one, you got to recognize the vine you're connected to. If we're going to make progress, if I'm going to make progress in my life, here's the first thing I've got to do. I have got to rec recognize what I have connected myself to. I've got to recognize the vine that I have connected myself to. In verse 1, we see that Jesus says that he is the true vine. So if Jesus says that he is the true vine, that, that leads me to believe that there are some what we're going to call today imitation vines that we have attached ourselves to, and we're expecting progress attaching ourselves to an imitation vine. And Jesus said, verse 1, I'm the true vine. And i got to believe, maybe Jesus was looking out, and he was saying, man, you've attached yourself to that, and that, and that, and you're connected to that, and that. Listen, I'm the true vine. You've got to recognize what you're connected to. What is an imitation vine? It's something that may look like it's going to produce what you need in life, but it can never sustain you. Oh, it looks good for a season. <laughs> it looks good for three weeks. It looks good for a couple of years. But it will never, ever, 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 ever sustain you. It's an imitation vine. If you read through the New Testament, you see the Pharisees. I like reading about the Pharisees. They were attached, I believe, to some imitation vines. <laughs> the Pharisees were connected to religion, not Jesus. They were connected to following all the rules, not Jesus. Now, don't get me wrong. Whenever you give your life to Jesus, there, there is a way that God has called you to live your life. 
But when you read through the New Testament, Jesus was, was constantly saying, oh, listen, listen, you've connected yourself to the wrong thing. You have connected yourself to the wrong thing. Can I ask you a question today? Are you connected to attending church or are you connected to Jesus? I'm about to get all up in your business today. I'm just telling you up front. Are you connected to coming to church? To having an answer for somebody that says, do you go to church anywhere? Oh, yeah, I go to that impact church. Or are you actually connected to Jesus? Does your life reflect that you're actually connected to Jesus? The Pharisees, they were connected to the appearance of being alive, but they were really dead on the inside. We see in Matthew 23... Verses 27 and 28, Jesus says, How terrible for you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you are hypocrites. I don't know about you today, but I don't want Jesus looking at me saying, Whoo, you're a hypocrite. you saying one thing and doing another. you trying to have the appearance of this, but you're doing another. It looks different on the inside. He says, you're like tombs that are painted white. Outside, those tombs look fine, but inside they are full of the bones of the dead people and all kinds of unclean things. It is the same with you. People look at you and think you are good, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and evil. What are you connected to? Are you making it look good on the outside, but on the inside, it looks completely different? Are you connected to an imitation vine? In your life, does your life have a tendency to look good, but on the inside is something different? Are you really connected to Jesus? I think about the Israelites in the Bible, and when Moses went up on the mountain to meet with God, they allowed themselves to disconnect, check this out, from what they had seen God do and who they were following, and they created a golden image to begin worshiping. Moses goes up, all the people are here, and while he's away... They decide, they, they, they connect themselves to the act of worship instead of the one they should be worshiping. And because Moses is, oh, we need somebody, whew, we, don't, we don't have anybody talking to us, we don't have anybody, we need somebody, come on, can you, can you make us something so that we can worship? They were connected more to the act of worshiping something than they were actually connected to the person that they were supposed to be worshiping. Are you hearing me today? Are you connected to Jesus or are you connected to something else that makes you think like you're connected to Jesus? But if we were to see inside of you, it would look different. What vine are you connected to? The vine that some of us are attached to is our career. And our career comes before everything else. Can I tell you today, your career may satisfy you for a season, but it will never sustain you. Never will. It's not created to sustain you. It's not what Jesus provided to sustain you. Jesus said, I'm the true vine, and we're connecting ourselves to our career, and it's never going to sustain us. It never will. The vine that some of us are attached to is relationships. The relationships you keep jumping into and attaching yourself to, to, to see, maybe this will fulfill me, and it fulfills you for a season, but they'll always leave you empty. And you're frustrated because you've been trying to attach yourself to people and relationships and get everything that, come on, some of us today are looking for our spouse to be everything that we need and they were never created to be everything that you need. 
and you've attached yourself to a relationship. You've attached to a good relationship, to a godly relationship. But your expectations are not what God designed your expectations to be. And so you're expecting what you have connected to. If I just get connected enough to my wife, if I just get connected enough to my husband, if I just find another relationship with somebody because this one just ended, then I will fulfill purpose and I will I will feel good about myself and I will feel lonely and all of this. And you're connecting yourself to something that will never sustain you. It's an imitation vine. It's not that it's bad. Some of us have connected ourselves to good things that are not what God says is the primary thing that you should be connected to. You've got to recognize what you're connected to. And so maybe you need to ask yourself the question today, have I attached myself, my happiness, my fulfillment, or my life to something other than the true vine? So you've got to recognize the vine that you're connected to in your life. Here's point number two. Don't confuse pruning with being cut off. Don't confuse pruning with being cut off. Here's what Jesus said in verse 2 of John 15. He says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. And to be cut off is to be removed completely, but to be pruned is to be trimmed back so that you can become even more fruitful. Can we say it this way, that what is cut off dies, what is pruned progresses. What is cut off dies, but what is pruned progresses. What is pruned moves forward. What is pruned looks more beautiful next year than it did this year. What is pruned actually, actually starts to sprout things that weren't there the year before. And some of us, come on, some of y'all are wondering, what is this laying over here for? Some of us are so frustrated in our lives, and this is what we're praying. Because things look a certain way, some of you are scared right now. Like, don't let that leave your hand. Some of us are, we're praying, we're like, God, like, I just lost my relationship. I just lost that job. I just lost that person in my life. I feel like I'm, I'm all alone right now. I don't, know what, I don't know where you've gone. I don't know what you've done. God, will you please help me? Will you please do something? And I feel like sometimes God is standing over here like this. He's like, and we're praying, and, he's, and, and God's standing here like, it's me holding the scissors, baby. And the reason, I, the reason that I'm cutting that stuff out of your life is because it's not going to help you progress. It's not going to help you grow. It's not going to help you get to where I want you to be in your own life and with your family. And you're over here begging for me to come through for you. And I'm actually coming through for you in a way that you don't want me to. But you'll be better off in the end because I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And all the time, God. God's like. You don't need that. You don't need that either. You became too dependent on that career to make all that money so that you could afford all the stuff that you wanted, and now I've got to take it away because it's before me. Oh my. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready today. I got the I got the big scissors out today. I wanna throw this. I was reading and do we have that picture? This is, we all know what this is, is a rose bush. And, and I, was, I was studying on this because we have a few of these in our yard and our neighbors next to us have a few of these in their yard. And, and I was studying this idea of being pruned by God and I thought about a rose bush. And, and 
the thing that needs to be done really to a rose bush each year is it needs to be pruned. It needs to be cut back. It needs to be trimmed. And as I was studying a little bit about this, here's what I discovered. I'm going to read this to you so I don't butcher it. But it says, a rose bush will survive without an annual pruning, but it becomes weak, poorly shaped plant with smaller blooms. Pruning removes dead and diseased canes and triggers new buds to push at the base so that new vigorous canes can form. Some of you are in a season right now or you're about to walk into a season right now because you're really getting serious about God and and progressing with God. And what I feel like God sent me here to tell you today is that there are probably going to be some things that he's going to cut out of your life. There are probably going to be some things that he's going to have to remove out of your life. There are probably going to be some things that he's going to have to do in your life. So that he can take you to the next place. So that, so that 2020 looks different than 2019 because you've been pruned. And you're not going to see the progress right away. But God's got to take you through this process of being pruned for progress. And he's going to remove some things out of your life. Can I submit this to you today that some of us are Christians but we are weak, poorly shaped people with smaller fruit because we haven't allowed God to prune us. We're on our way to heaven, but we're weak, poorly shaped, smaller fruit, because we haven't allowed God to prune us. We avoid the pruning. We, we, the, the pruning feels like being cut off, and so we're praying our way out. We're figuring out a way out of the pruning process, and God's really trying to prune you for progress. The pruning process may not be fun, but it's the way that God gets us to where he wants us to be. And, and not everything that is removed from your life is the enemy. Sometimes it's God removing the stuff from your life so you can grow. <laughs> Some of us were like, oh, devil's at it again. It's like, no, maybe that's God. Whoo, devil's getting me again. I just feel like, man, just this happened and that happened. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the enemy. Maybe it's God trying to set you up for progress by pruning and and trimming some things back so that you can grow even more in your life and your relationship with him. I love uh, my wife, Amanda, is sitting down here. She sent me this, and and I told her, I said, I had to use this quote that she sent me one day as we were were studying. and, And she said, God is progressive, and sometimes he needs to prune us as he leads us to higher places. He's trying to progressively change you. And sometimes that involves pruning. So why is it so important for us to allow God to prune us and remove some things so we can produce more fruit? Here's point number three. Bearing fruit proves you're a follower of Jesus. Bearing fruit proves you're a follower of Jesus. John 15, 8. You should produce much fruit and show that you are my followers, which brings glory to my Father. You should be producing fruit. You should be making progress. You may not be perfect, but you should be making progress. How do, how do you know if you're connected to the true vine and not some other invitation vine? Maybe it's by taking inventory of what your life is producing. When was the last time that you stopped and took inventory of you? And you stopped looking at everybody else and, well, can you believe they did that? Can you, well, they seem like they're doing pretty good. And, they, and, and you stopped and you looked in the mirror and said, what is my life producing? What is the, what is the fruit that, that my life is producing when was the last time that that you took an inventory of what you have accomplished for the kingdom of god 
When was the last time that you shared your faith with someone in need? When was the last time someone was sitting in church next to you because you brought them? When was the last time you discipled somebody to help them grow in their relationship with God? Just, I just encourage you this week to stop and take inventory of you. And say, and just ask yourself the question, what is, what is my life producing? What is the fruit that I'm bearing? Is it weak? Is it poorly shaped? Is it, is it small fruit? Is, is, what is it? What, is it no fruit at all? Am I, am I making progress in my relationship, in my growth, in my relationship, in my faith, in Jesus? Am I being the hands and feet of Jesus? Jesus said this. He said, we show that we're connected to him by following him, or we show that we're connected to him and following him by all of the fruit that will be visible in our life. What does your fruit look like? When you take inventory of your life, what does your fruit look like? We'll bring the worship team back up. And here's, here's point number four today as we kind of bring this to an end. This process brings true joy. John 15, 11, I have told you these things so that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy may be full and complete and overflowing. This process brings joy. Jesus is saying, listen, the reason I'm telling you this stuff is so that my joy will be in you and that joy will be made complete and it'll be full and it'll be overflowing. That's why I'm telling, that's why I'm explaining this to you. You'll, you'll never have more joy in your life than when you're being used by God. You'll never have more joy in your life than when you're being used by God. You'll never have more joy in your life than when you're producing a lot of fruit for Jesus. You'll never have more joy in your life than when you're serving God by serving people. You'll never have more joy in your life than when you're in God's word daily and being encouraged. You'll never have more joy in your life than when you are allowing God to remove the things that aren't beneficial for you. You'll never have more joy in your life than when someone's life changes because you shared your story of faith with them. It brings joy. We don't like the process because the process of progress and being pruned for progress looks like pain. It looks like being cut off. It feels like being cut off, but you can't confuse being pruned with being cut off. I came to declare to somebody today that you're not being cut off, you're being pruned. And what you're going through right now is not being cut off, you're being pruned so that 2020 will look different than 2019 looked. So that you can produce more fruit in your life. Jesus says, I'm sharing this information with you because I want you to have complete and overflowing joy. Will you stand to your feet today? Is it possible that maybe you don't have joy in your life because you've detached yourself from the true vine? And you've connected yourself to something that is actually an imitation vine. Not that it's something bad, it might be something good. If you look back at your life today and you don't see a lot of fruit being produced from the life that you're living as a follower of Jesus. Maybe it's because you're not really connected to Jesus. Maybe it's because maybe it's because you always avoid the pruning process in your life. And you're taking inventory right now and you're like, wow, I don't I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what, what uh, in 2019, I don't even know what God was able to do through me. Could it be 
that you're always avoiding avoiding the pruning process in your life. We can say it this way, you can't avoid the pruning and truly make progress. The rose bush can survive without the pruning, but it looks ugly. It's weak. The 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 blooms are smaller, but when you prune it, it can grow into what it's designed to be. The beautiful thing that it's designed to be when it's pruned. You can't avoid the pruning process and still make progress. Progress, you have to be pruned for progress. Some of us need to allow God this week, this month, as we go through 2020, maybe the entire year for you. I don't know, maybe that you don't have a word for you. Maybe your word is pruned. Some of you are like, I don't want that word. I'm not claiming that word. In Jesus' name, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> if you don't have joy in your life, maybe it's because you're not really connected to the true vine. Maybe it's because you always avoid the pruning process in your life. Here's what I want to do before we sing this last song. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're here today and you would say, I need to reconnect myself to the true vine today. Maybe at some point in your life you've avoided the pruning. Maybe every time something, something God tries to work something out in you, you avoid it. You run the opposite direction. You, you, you try to skip over that, that process. You try to skip over that step. And God's saying to you today, no, you need to reconnect to me and allow me to prune some things in your life so that you'll be better off and so that you can produce more fruit and fuller fruit and more beautiful fruit. And you can be more fruitful than you've ever been in your entire life. So if that's you today, I just want to pray for you. And then we're going to sing this song today. I just want you to do this. If that's you, you say, I need to reconnect myself. Will you just raise your hand right now? I need to reconnect. I've connected myself to some other things, and I need to reconnect myself to Jesus. I need to reconnect myself to the true vine today. God, you see every hand all across this room that's going up. God, you see every person that's declaring today that today is a day of reconnection. Today is a day, maybe what? Maybe they're a believer, maybe they're, they're, they're a Christian, maybe they've given their life to you, but they have connected themselves to some other things that are not producing the fruit that you desire for them to produce in their life. And so God, today we declare in the name of Jesus that we are reconnecting to you. We, we, we speak it into existence. God, whatever, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. God, we're going to get in your word more. We're going to pray more. We're going to worship more. We're going to be more intentional. We're going we're gonna to be more involved. We're going to be more connected to you than we've ever been. God, today we're reconnecting to the true vine. Lord, I pray right now. God, we thank you today for your word. I'll bring the prayer team down. And I want to say this. If you're here today and you need prayer for anything in your life, maybe... Maybe your step today is you need to connect for the first time. You need to you need to connect to Jesus and you need to give your life to Jesus. You can we, we can pray for you for that. We can lead you in a prayer for that. Maybe you have something going on in your life and and, and you need some encouragement. You just need somebody to stand with you to pray for you for whatever it is. There, there's nothing too big, nothing too small that God can't take care of. So God, right now I pray in this room, in this atmosphere, as we sing this last song, Lord, that you would draw every person today who needs prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.